Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Lauren. Do you think that we've been here before? Well, it's Tuesday. We're always in the studio on a Tuesday. No, I mean in a past life. Well, I don't know about that. But in my current life, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm currently Lauren Mishcon. And this is Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Past life regression therapy is a form of hypnosis that essentially suggests that we unconsciously carry experiences attitudes and relationships of our past lives into our current one. By accessing these memories, bringing them into our conscious awareness and talking through them, past life regression can help us confront issues in our current life and we can release or diffuse the energy and the emotional blockages that keep us stuck. Past life regression is essentially guided hypnosis. You're put into a deeply relaxed but still conscious state and ask questions about what you see or feel. Images and sensations that appear are then interpreted into a vision of a past life. Typically, a therapist guides the client through the significant events of the lifetime, through the death experience, and then a life review. This is where the purpose of that lifetime, the lessons learned and decisions made are examined from a higher spiritual perspective. According to some estimates, 25% of the American population believe in reincarnation and that figure is higher in countries with religions that practice Buddhism and Hinduism that give karma and reincarnation a strong relevance in their belief systems. But how do we know that what we're seeing is true? What if we're just seeing what we watched on Netflix last (laughs) night? Well, depends what you're watching. If you're watching Dirty John, you're buggered. apparently it doesn't matter too much where the memories are coming from but rather the content even if it's simply imagined or ideas from the subconscious it still has meaning but for example one client might picture themselves as a struggling farmer whereas another person might be let's say a wealthy lady from a prosperous family so these are insights and understandings and they can be found in these differences so it's not simply a trip down memory lane but it can be a tool for insight as to where the causes of certain traits or ways of thinking stem from. You can come away from the session with a much broader concept of who you are and perhaps explain the source of some of your issues in this lifetime, such as phobias, addictive traits and compulsive behaviours. There are some benefits associated with PLR. People with neurotic conditions such as phobias gain immediate relief from tension when they are helped to recall a traumatic event that is implicated in causing it. When they are assisted in bringing a forgotten event into their consciousness, they are able to associate it with other later experiences. This process effectively neutralizes the disabling influence of the original trauma. But it can also be dangerous. So there are a number of dangers that you and your past life regression therapist should be aware of and that a good therapist should be trained to deal with. Firstly, false memories. These can easily be implanted by an unqualified therapist or one who's got personal issues of their own. So, Nicole, there was a particular incident in the 1980s in the US um, when this became very acute. It was called the Satanic Ritual Abuse Moral Panic of the 80s. Sounds awful. Yeah, and hundreds of patients underwent hypnosis in order to recover memories of alleged sexual and ritual abuse during their infancies. A thorough FBI investigation was carried out and no evidence (gasps) whatsoever 
was found to support the allegations of sexual and ritual abuse. Oh my God, I've just gone cold. I know. Oh, that's awful. Nonetheless, the hypnotist has had asked leading questions and the false memories had come to be perceived as real by the subjects. And as a result of these hypnotic so sessions... So they remembered something that, that was never, apparently in a past life that never... never not in a past no, life. But in their that infancy that never happened. But their imagination Hundreds created it. Yeah. Because no, well, they were no, asked... They were asked leading, leading questions. questions. Right. So as a result... And presumably these people weren't mentally healthy at the time. We so, don't know. Right, oh, okay. But as a result of it, all these people had to face all the consequences Jesus. of having false memories of traumatic events that actually never happened to them. So the second danger is projections on the part of the therapist. This is a situation where a therapist projects their own beliefs or their own issues on a client during a regression. And the third danger is reliving a traumatic situation without proper guidance or precautions. Past life regression should not be performed on anyone suffering from mental illness. If a person conceals their condition or has never been diagnosed, this can potentially trigger or make it worse. PLR also shouldn't be done with clients who have a health condition, which can be triggered by stress, serious heart condition, seizures and kidney failure. Past life regression should not be done on anybody who has major depression or feels suicidal. If a client is depressed or in grief, they have a tendency to see a lot of depressing past lives. Even with all these spiritual healing and positive suggestions, they can leave feeling worse than before the session. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot here, yeah. right? Actually, I feel a bit like, I don't know, I feel a bit heavy with yeah. this. It does feel quite heavy, doesn't yeah. it? Because it can do a lot of harm. Yeah. So is there some scientific evidence, I'll pass this over to you, to suggest that it can be good for you? Well, there's no scientific proof that it is actually real yeah i'm not I, I can't say i'm surprised so some practitioners of past life regression say this is because no university funding is available so the only proof mm. in inverted commas is from empirical studies that means that a practitioner has performed a past life regression and they believe they've uncovered proof of a previous incarnation that's just a belief system yeah isn't it? that's not science however for hypnotherapists who take an evidence-based approach that's where they use techniques proven to work in proper research there are some more simple explanations of how past life regression may appear to work. So during hypnosis, clients can be extremely suggestible, not yeah. only directly, but indirectly. So a very innocuous but leading question could send someone into imagining things that aren't well, true. Back to that original study that you were just talking about that had major consequences. Yeah. So essentially what you're looking at is a fantasy and not a memory. Yeah, and that, that leaves me feeling really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and a few medical associations have actually condemned past life regression as unethical due to the fact it's not evidence-based and that it has the great risk of implanting false memories in patients, thus causing significant harm. And that goes against the Hippocratic Oath, the very first Hippocratic Oath, which is first, do no harm. With all this conflicting advice, should we, we, we had to test it out, didn't we? We did. How were you feeling going into this week? Um, <laughs> I was I was really up for it actually. Yeah, because I love this sort of thing. I just find it, you know, delving into the unconscious is is fascinating. Yeah, and you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, so I was really looking forward to yeah. it. What about you? Yeah, well, can we just say off yeah. the top that it wasn't a week's practice? It was one session yes. of regression therapy that we yes. both had each. Yes, yeah, it was. And you? I felt like if you get the opportunity to be hypnotized and uncover the infinite cycles of life and death and cleanse your soul of all the trauma that your intrinsic being has accrued since the dawn of time on a Monday morning. Like, why not? <laughs> you just come out of that the top of your head. Yeah, like, why not? 
<laughs> Ever tried this before? No. You? No. 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 Did you have any preconceptions about it? I didn't actually. No, I really didn't because I've never done it before. And I don't know anyone that has. Yeah, me neither. No. I did have a preconception. I I thought in my mind that when it happened, A, I was, I thought I wouldn't remember what I'd said. And also I was fairly certain that I would remember my deaths, that that was part of it. Mm. So were you a bit worried? Were you scared? Yeah, I'll play you my recording. Oh. Do you believe, firstly, in, in past life? reincarnation uh ask me that at the end okay because i think that will play into how i found what what i sort of wanted to say off the top was that it is not part of either of our religions so we're not buddhists or hindus or jainists jains so what's a jain it's a religion well the religion is called jain yeah never heard of it yeah so they that, believe in reincarnation. They presumably. do, but that's that's part of their religion. So I sort of want to be respectful that that is in their belief system. Absolutely. And that's cool. And it, we're both Jewish and it's not in our religious belief system, but I was very open to to doing it. So for our regression therapy, we enlisted the help of Nicola Dexter. Nicola has been a stress management consultant and a hypnotherapist since 1992. And Nicola came to Nicole's house (laughs) to do individual sessions with us both. So we went in the room separately. We We did did not see or hear um, either of our sessions. And we had it a week ago or six days ago and we have not spoken about it since. And it's been painful. Really painful. So I'll I'll play you what was going on for me before we start it. We're having our past life regression therapy this morning. I am feeling quite trepidatious. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I've never been hypnotized before. I have no idea if I am susceptible to it. So my two main concerns going into today are one, that it doesn't work at all. And I'm just lying there feeling pressure to perform. And two, that it does work. And I start remembering all these grisly, awful ends that I came to in my past life and I'm completely traumatised by it. So I'm going in with an open, clear mind, ready to see what happens. So I believe we had the same experience and how it went. So I went into your living room and I lay down on the sofa and I was talked through a relaxation process of tensing and then relaxing all the muscles up up and yep. down my body yep. the same for you yeah and then I was asked to oh I had a blindfold on yeah so I was then asked about any fears or phobias that I have in in my current life and I kept saying to Nicola my real life my she was like not your real life your current life and then I felt like I was slightly offending her because I kept saying <laughs> my real life <laughs> So I told her about the fears. Well, and there's the <laughs> assumption that it isn't, isn't real. real. So yeah. I, I told her about my fears and phobias. They're, they're not particularly weird or um, unusual. I don't like heights. And I don't like things like fairground rides. Like I would never go on a, what are they called, Big Dipper or anything. Yeah, that, well, that would go along with your fear of heights. It's well. not just the height, it's the movement. Okay. That huge like swings. Right, okay. Uh, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take over your everyday life, no, your phobia. No, of course it doesn't. But I just, you know, I put it out there. And she asked, who, who do you live with? And do yes. you think that anyone in your current life may come up in a past life? I, I, I couldn't possibly 
said. Well, how do you know? You've never done it before. No. And yeah. also if I had any... Um... The questions at the beginning were really interesting, yeah, weren't they? And, yeah. the things... and we filled in a form, didn't we? We did fill in a yeah. form. And then there was a whole list of um, things that you want to work on or things that you are that you have that are phobias or struggles or issues. Or personality traits. Like, do you have anger issues? Yes. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Yes. Do you are have you... a fear of flights? Do you want to quit smoking? Like all of these things. Yeah. And I didn't tick one of them. I no, know. I didn't either. No. Which, which was quite nice. It's quite nice. I feel, I feel quite an normal person. But there wasn't anything specific that I was there to work on. We were doing it for the podcast. Yes, but I also did wonder, going in with an open mind, if... Perhaps in one of my lives, maybe I fell from a bridge or yep. I was swinging from a noose or, you know, there was something in there. Yeah. So do you, do you want to know who I was? Yeah. You've been waiting a week to hear. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, when you came out the room. Lower, well, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> right. So I had three lives. In my first life, I was a 14 year old boy on a farm. Picking vegetables for my family, mm. I think. And it was like 13, 12. And I had a terrible crushing sensation in my chest. I was panicking because I was lost. And then Nicola asked me, "Who's? are you alone? Are you with others? No, I'm alone. Oh, I think I'm with a horse or a donkey. And she said, well, which is it? I'm like, ah, ah, a donkey, it's a donkey, it's a donkey. <laughs> and a cart. And how is that pain in your chest? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it hurts. Who do you live with? I was like, oh, my sister, but she's dead. Don't ask yep. me where that came from. Yep. How old is she? Four. She's dead. So then we like got the soul of my dead four-year-old sister and we hugged her. And all I can tell you is when that bit happened, mm. I went freezing, freezing cold. And it was a really warm day that day. But my body was like, and I said to her in my conscious mind, I'm freezing. I'm freezing cold. And she said, that's because this is real. And that felt a bit disturbing. So we gave her. Where, a, like, where does that come from? I mean, yeah, it's coming from your unconscious mind. So we gave her a hug and we sent her up. Yeah. That was pretty did much Did you learn the it. lessons that you needed to learn in that lifetime? I don't know. I mean, I'm a Jew. We don't do a lot of farming. <laughs> We go to Waitrose for our vegetables, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Oh, we do a lot of cooking. That was, num of that was number one. <laughs> number two, you'll really enjoy this one. It's Italy. I don't even know what century it is because the century thing really fucked me up. And me. Right. And I said, well, I know what century I'm in. And she said, well, of course, you know what century you're in now. And I thought to myself, do yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. But actually... I don't know about um, periods. I'm not good with periods and, and what time frames they are. Like if you said like the Tudor period, I couldn't tell you what century that was. Okay. 18th, maybe? No, earlier, 16th. Right. Well, there you go. Or 16 something. But anyway. But she was convinced I would know. Yeah. So I feel like we're not explaining this properly. So basically we were told to kind of come out up of ourselves, turn around, go backwards. And then she said very, very clearly, what comes into your head, whatever it is, and it could be an image, it could be a smell, it could be a, a feeling, a sensation, a name, say it. Whatever comes in, just let it come out of your mouth. So she was not asking particular questions, but she very much said like, whatever comes straight in there, say it. So she started by saying, are you a man or a woman? And then a sort yes. of right, click. Yes, there was a lot of clicking. And you were like, ah, 
oh, man, a man, man, a man, a man. Okay. What century is it? Fuck, don't know. 12th, 13th, 1222. That's the 13th century. Don't know, don't know. That's how I felt inside. But on the outside, I was like, it's 1312. <laughs> oh my God. We had an exact same. Are I, you I, alone? I, are you with someone? It was stressful. Yeah. I was quite stressed. I was really questions. stressed. All right, so in my second life, we're in Italy. Mm. I'm not sure what year it is. It's a very, very, very long time ago. I'm 26. Mm. I'm from a very well-to-do family and I'm one of four sisters. Mm. And I'm by a lake and I'm alone and I am off my face drunk. Oh, how nice. Off my face. And well, you're not going to drown in the lake. Well, she said, are you? Do you think that maybe you're falling in the lake? I was like, nope, but I'm really dizzy. And in my physical body, yeah. even though I was lying on your sofa in the morning, having eaten, because I thought maybe it's low blood pressure, haven't eaten, had eaten, lying down, I was spinning. Like, you know, when you really are pissed and the room's spinning, I felt like that. I can't explain that it, bizarre. but I did. But I genuinely did. And I said, no, I'm. I'm being poisoned. I've eaten something bad. She was like, what have you eaten? I said, well, it was Cook. She gave me some it meat and I've left it in the sun. And basically Cook had, po- she said, well, and then we, I could feel we were like leading to my death through right. bad meat. No, we weren't. I was like, no, I've recovered. I went home and recovered three weeks later. I was fine. And I was engaged and I was very jealous of my younger sister because she got married before me. Interestingly, you've got sisters. I don't have any sisters. And issues with sisters. I don't have any sisters. I have a brother. So who knows? Maybe you're harboring some resentment that you don't have a sister. Not really. (laughs) Not that you were aware of. Four sister-in-laws. So I'm very like well down in the sisterhood. So that was number two. And then number three. Oh my God. Number three, I am a gentleman in his 50s with a moustache. Maybe that's a facial hair subconscious concern. I don't know. <laughs> and it's just after World War One. I. I think it was... No, I'm imagining Tom Selleck. It was a little Tom Selleck, but a bit more gaunt. Okay. Anyway, I only have one hand. Oh. I lost the other oh. one. I know. I lost the other Century? one. Century? It's 1920s. Oh. It's post-World War One. I'm an ex-RAF pilot, and I lost my hand in an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, Nicole. You think <laughs> I've only got one hand. No, but where does this shit come from? Like, I don't you're, know. You're quite, you are quite imaginative. You're more imaginative than me. Like, could you? Do you think this is something you could just make up? Don't know. I was lying there. I was like, there's something wrong with my hand. <laughs> it doesn't work. What happened to you? Like, what happened to you? What? What? What were you doing? Were you a pilot? Were you in the navy? And I was like, I'm a pilot. Everyone died. <laughs> Apart from me, I I seem to have all these past lives in which I don't die. So we had to take all my comrades and we had to wrap them in the white light. And oh, like, the white light! Yeah. I forgot about the white light right. bit. So we wrapped them in the white light and we like gave them their blessing to go. She basically, at the end of each past life, the memory she te- she wraps whoever's there in the past life in the white light and gives them healing and gives them light and gives it like a good energy and you they wrap themselves and then off then you let it go you let them go basically to peace emotionally to peace presumably yeah and then i kind of like we were sort of finishing but then i was like oh i'm so lonely i wish i had a wife it basically turned out that i had pdsd from the war i mean what the fuck 
So, yeah. So I was kind of lying there feeling a bit anxious. A, I wasn't under hypnosis because I didn't feel like I was, but I've never been under hypnosis, so I don't know what that feels oh, well, like. I have. I have been hypnotized. I was worried I was doing it wrong. Yeah. I felt a bit pressured to come up with stuff. And like I said, the time details were like the things sketchy. that really like, they were mega sketchy. <laughs> And then I did feel like I got on a sort of roll. Like, you know, when the kids are really little and you're in bed with them and they're like, tell me a story. Tell oh, yes. Me a story. yes. And you start this story yeah. and you have no idea where yes. it's going or where it's ending or even yeah. what it is, but you just start telling it. Yes. That was how I felt yeah. like I kind of rambled. Yes. Right. Yes. Quite a bit. I didn't really believe it, even when I was saying it. Um, I felt like I was filling in the details. What, what can I tell you? I mean, the, the, the heaviness in my chest, that crushing, that was very, very weird. And the dizziness, also very weird. Well, we'll sum it up at the end with, okay. with what you learn and all of that. I have to play you my voice recording. Of all the things we've done for this podcast, this has to be the most way out thing we've ever done. Um, I can't even talk to Nicole about my experience I just had to leave her house with a weird face um my main feeling now is I feel ravenously hungry my second feeling is I cannot distinguish between what was real and what I made up but is what I'm making up any different from what is real I mean it's all a bit existential the thing I can't get away from is the physical feelings that I experienced so I was genuinely freezing cold at one point and at another point even though I was lying down on a sofa I hadn't been doing anything I was giddy like I'd been on um like a merry-go-round I know exactly what you're getting at and then as the week went on how leading is it I don't know but as the week went on this happened it's the next day I think I'm becoming a little bit obsessed with the past life regression therapy. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> and now I, I, I texted my sister-in-law with, the, with my three lives and just typing it just cracked me up. And then I started to feel like when I used to lie in bed with my youngest one and he was, you know, like three or four. Tell me a story, tell me a story. And you just pull this story out from nowhere. And once you started telling the story, you just kind of went with it, even though it had no plan. And now I'm just wondering if I just came out with stories. But I think that Nicola would would argue the point that that is the regression, that what's sitting there in your subconscious is your real past lives. But I just cannot get to grip with the people that I was because it makes no sense to me. But I am really feeling obsessed about it. What you're basically asking is, if what lives in your imagination, is that real? Is that something that actually happened to you somewhere along the way? Is your imagination real? In the Glennon Doyle book, Untamed, she says, it's the most beautiful quote, perhaps our imagination is not where we go to escape reality. Perhaps it's where we go to remember it. Uh, yeah. Right. And I, I loved that. It's one of the most, I think it's one of the most beautiful quotes I've ever heard. 
This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. So I have waited a full week, in fact, eight days to hear who you were in a past life. Like it's been almost <laughs> killing me. Please, please tell me. Well, again, you know, filled in these forms, didn't ha- realise very quickly that I didn't have any phobias that I wanted to work on. Um, and this is a form of healing. Let's yeah. put that there you know people use regression therapy as a as a way to heal trauma or to heal anything that they're phobic about or anything that is causing them unrest or difficulty in their life and so i didn't have that focus or that goal going into it okay um i also didn't feel like i was in a relaxed enough state i was in my house it was like 12:30 in the day yeah there were you know, there's always a million things that we could be getting on, well, I could be getting on with. And I, to lie down for an hour at 12.30 on a Wednesday felt very uncomfortable yeah. to me. So there was that. Um, again, she took me into the past life. We've explained how, how all that happened. I was the first one. I was a man. I was a circus owner. What? Yeah. But I wasn't, I was stood outside the circus and I could just see all the different tents of the circus and I had a beard. And she's, she's. Were you Hugh Jackman? (laughs) Did you go, this is the greatest show? Did you do that? I was literally Hugh Jackman. I was Hugh Jackman. That's you were. Who, that's exactly who I was because I was really good looking. You were in the red coat. <laughs> but what was funny okay. is it. that she said to me before, she says, she asked you about your significant others in yes. your life, right? Yeah. So I'd mentioned my my family, as in my husband, my kids, my sister, my parents, yeah. and my cousin Danielle. Because she said, are there any women in your life that you're very close to? So I said, my sister and my cousin Danielle. Yeah. Um, and so they were at the forefront of my mind. So she said, is there anyone around that you feel is from your current life, is in your past life? And I looked into my own eyes and I said, oh, I think I'm Adam, who's my husband. She said, no, no, that's not possible. I'm like, oh, right. 
<laughs> because you were a man and I had a beard. Oh, so you and I was quite handsome. So, so I just you kind felt of, like you had embodied Adam, Adam in a past life. Yes, but apparently Whoa. that apparently that can't happen. Okay, just so you know. Maybe he was like the strong man. Anyway, I was this man. I was lonely. Um, I had no wife. I had a very good business, but I had absolutely no love around me, and I was very miserable. Oh, and that was the first one. Did you die? No, no. I was just stood in the circus. Wow. And then she took me back to, did you have a girlfriend? Yes. Talk to me about the one that got away. And I was oh. like talking about some woman and why did, why did she, is she not there anymore? Because I was too obsessed with work and this whole story was coming out of me. Wow. And then, and then I had to imagine her back into the life and it was all very odd. Anyway, that was the first one. The right. second one was, oh, and then she asked me before she took me under and we started the actual process. She asked me, are there any points in history that you're very interested in? I said, I love the Henry VIII era. I love the Tudors. Yes, I've read loads of books on it um, and I'm just obsessed with the musical To be fair, Nicole, you do love a ruffled cuff and a (laughs) ruffled neckline on a blouse. I've noticed that about you. You like like a pussy bow, like you're down with the whole Elizabethan look. I am. You see? I am. And last night I was on ASOS looking at, you know, those really big collars have come back in. Elizabethan ruffs. Yes. Is it Elizabethan era? Yes. It's not. not. Yes, it is. That's what she wore. Yes, but it's not Queen Elizabeth. It's Henry VIII. Sorry, Elizabeth I I'm talking about. I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, the second one, I was Anne Boleyn's lady-in-waiting. Of course you were. Obviously. I'm just a bit annoyed I wasn't Anne Boleyn. Although I wouldn't want to be Amberlynn. Um, and she said, is anyone there from your life that you might recognise? I said, my sister and my cousin. <laughs> We've oh. just been talking about my sister and my cousin. So they were there. Again, I was lonely. I'd been sent away. Can't really remember why. My mother was dead. Uh, my mother was dead in all three of my lives, which is yeah. I'm very close with my parents. Yeah. So that didn't make sense either. Um, and I, I don't think there was much to learn in that one. And she asks you at the end, "Is have you learned all the lessons? Have you taken away everything you need from this past life? And I would say yes, because I didn't want to carry on. I just wanted to move on. So we yeah. went to the next one and I was also a farmer. You were a man. Oh, no, you were a woman in the second one. You were a woman man in the again. second one. Um, I was a, I can't even remember what was the third one. I was a, a farmer. Fa- I was in a farm. I was on right. a cor- in a cornfield picking corn. You were with me. Did you see my donkey? Oh my god! And then we went. I went back to the house, and my dad, who was basically drunk, was just rocking in a rocking chair, and there was no mother, and she died, and the my dad had just sort of lost sense of life, and I had absolutely no love in my life, and it was, all, it was all really depressing. That was very similar to my farmer boy. I was also alone with my dad, who was a drunk in the farmhouse. Hmm. That's weird. That is weird. Anyway, anyway, uh, so and then she says. Have you learned all the lessons that you need to learn here? Yes. Okay, then let's go. And then we came back to reality. Mm. Right. I have mm-hmm. a wonderful life. I, I In my current life, I want to say real, in my current life, yeah. I have everything I want. Mm. I feel very, very, very blessed and very, very grateful for all that I have. I am close with my family. I have a beautiful set of girlfriends. Um, I have a lovely work-life balance. I have a great marriage. I, you know, everything is lovely in my life and I've worked hard for it. And I believe that we have everything that we have because that's what we attract into our world. So I don't just think I'm lucky. I think I work hard at the person that I am to be able to have all of the things that I have. Mm -hmm. So going back into a part, these three past lives that felt really depressing, they were really depressing. They didn't match anything that's going on in my life at all. Yeah. 
I didn't take anything. The only thing was the question of why was my mother dead yeah. in all three lives? My mum lives down the road. She's always popping in egg mayonnaise and a holler on a Friday. And, you know, we have a lovely relationship. I've had your mum's egg mayo. It's really, really good. She's basically famous for her egg Is mayo. Is she? Because it was super tasty. You ask any one of my friends that have been friends with me for 20 years. Bloody good. Everyone knows my mum's egg mayonnaise. <laughs> So, so as you can see, I'm very connected to all these people. Yeah. So the fact that no one was there yeah. or that she was dead, yeah. there was nothing I needed to heal around that. So when I woke up, yeah. I was just, well, not woke up, when I sat up, I just thought, what? It, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Did it make you feel, gosh, all of those things? I have a lovely blessed life because look at all these people who may or may not have come from my past life or my imagination. Who were very sad and lonely. In all honesty, Lauren, I think every single day. I really do. But that's wonderful. And ever since we did the gratitude um, week, I have, I practice it every single day and it has just highlights exactly what I have, which is beautiful. And it's a beautiful practice, something I will carry with me for the rest of my life. But so no, I didn't need the reminder. And I, all it's done is sit with me in a way of like, it doesn't really make sense. Again, I'm not someone that needed healing with anything. I was also quite unrelaxed about it Mm. and I I didn't enjoy the process. Now, that might be me being very resistant Mm. to it and shut off to it, perhaps. Mm. I think I'm an open-minded person. Um, Just it it touched me nowhere. Mm. And she was lovely and she was very professional and she was great and she did, you know, everything... That she she was supposed to do and she and emailed it, it, us later a few days later very kindly and gave us all the notes of what yeah. came up and I, I couldn't even read it I didn't really even want to go and revisit it on the email interesting it is isn't it mm. it it sat really badly with me mm. because it was because it was really depressing because it was depressing okay I didn't find it depressing even though I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> much like one hand <laughs> one my one one learning had one hand one working hand <laughs> but um i i did feel a bit of regret that i didn't like really go there like i think really, you really just, did go there no i didn't because i really like oh i see after i like, really let your imagination like, really go, wild. go wild like yeah. i really wanted to be like no my plane is crashing <laughs> i can see the flames as it burns from the sky comrades <laughs> do not abandon me oh i am so lonely where is my hand like, i really regretted that a few days later because yeah but then that wouldn't have been true and perhaps that's not part of your past I, life i felt a bit like i held back Right. I didn't hold back with the drunk. I would have loved the screaming from the other room. I that mean, would have been brilliant. With the drunk girl, I did say to her, we sort of finished. She was like, anything else you need to know? And I just said to her, I'm very naughty. <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. And she was like, well, what's happening that's making you rebel? I was like, oh, I've always been very naughty. And I was like, what? Where is this coming from? Right, anyway. let's sum this up. Okay, let's wrap it up. What? I mean, I'm a bit scared to ask this, but what if anything worked for you? Um, it, it didn't really. It, it it didn't work for me, and, and I and I say that with sadness because I think I throw myself into every practice that we do, and I really wanted to to because I am very spiritual, yeah. and I do believe that we have 
enormous amounts of depth going on in our bodies and in our subconscious, but this just didn't. It just didn't touch me. Okay. And you? I just, what worked for me was just having the experience. It is something I've always been quite interested in and I was really, really happy to have experienced it yeah so that that worked for me it fulfilled a curiosity what what didn't work for you uh probably my lack of belief something just didn't it just didn't sit right with me okay um personally I think there are far more conducive ways of healing or letting go of past trauma or letting go of something that is weighing you down in your life Mm. um and the thing that really doesn't sit well with me for this is that we can blame so much of what's going on in our current life on a past life. And that for me feels like a way of denying ourselves responsibility or not having to take responsibility in our own lives. Now, I'm a coach. Everything that I coach about and talk about and post about is about taking your own life into your own hands and Mm -hmm. making it better and making it work Mm. for you. And this felt like just a way of just absolutely not having to do anything and just blaming it on something else. And that, that feels very disempowering to me. But to turn that on its head, and I literally have just thought about this just now as you've said that to me. If you were perhaps a person who did have burdens, problems, issues, and you, for whatever reason, didn't feel comfortable. I think this is a very unsafe way to go. Hang on, though. Bear with for a sec. If you were a person who didn't feel safe or comfortable or open to sitting in a room and talking to someone about those things, do you think that perhaps doing this, even let's just put the reincarnation bit aside and call it imagination, that you could imagine the trauma or put it into an alternative story as a way of speaking it and therefore healing it. Because just sometimes just saying it, I am afraid of needles, whatever it is. Listen, it, in my, a lot of my sessions, we do a lot of visualisation. Right. I, I use it a lot. It's a powerful tool. So if that's could what you this mean. be... A way for people who can't just say, listen, I'm really scared of X, Y, Z to be able to free up those problems by going into someone else's life. I don't life. think it frees it up. Okay. I think it, I think it stops you from having to take responsibility on your own life. Oh, but this happened to me when I was, you know, Amberlynn's lady in waiting. Therefore, I understand it now and I don't have to do anything about it because that's what happened. But if I was your... PLR therapist and I said okay listen Amberlynn's lady in waiting I know you got burnt in the fire but let's heal all that trauma now and put it away and put it aside and they sort of guide you through to a place where it then feels safe do you think that you could then awaken and be like okay I feel better about that perhaps yeah I, I just think there's a lot of room for error here there's a lot of ways to excuse your behavior in your current life and I think the last thing that human being needs is another bloody excuse to not take control and power over your own life okay okay so that's what didn't work what didn't work for me was that all the narratives I told and all the issues did not uncover or mirror anything to me in my current life about like my phobia of heights like it didn't give me any insight yeah. into anything for me but it might if you do it again yes possibly I, I also want to say that this was my experience this yes. is how I see yes. it that doesn't make it binary it doesn't no, make it right or it wrong doesn't. this is purely my opinion and I'm sure there are many many people that have had this done and it's worked for them and that's fantastic but not just many people but for many people it is a basic part of their religion they yes. are reincarnated yes. when they're born and that's how, yes. it, and maybe how that's, it is maybe that's part of the issue of why because I, I this is not, part, not part of my of conditioning culture. in sure. any way okay what did you learn um 
I learned that I don't need regression therapy to heal anything that's currently in my life. Okay. And you? I learned that I feel, like I said to you, it could have the potential for good results just talking about a problem. So even if it's not real, even if it's just role playing, yep. if it can help someone overcome a phobia or an issue, I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm cool with that. Me too. And I'm also totally cool if people feel like I really strongly believe I did, I was here before. Or I'm I'm totally open. Personally, as long I as don't it, believe As long it. as it supports and as long as it heals, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I am not uh, I am not dismissing it. I am not saying it's not real for some people. I I personally I don't believe it, but that's just me. Will you continue to use it? Um no. I think once was enough for me. Yeah. And for you? No. Okay. How can people apply it in a simple way that doesn't create more work? I mean, if it if you feel a call to do it, do it. Yeah. That's all I would say. <laughs> yeah. I won't say my answer. Okay. Would you recommend it to your clients? I actually wouldn't because I think pregnant women are suggestible and vulnerable enough. And it goes completely against, for me, it goes completely against what I practice. So no, I think there's much better ways of getting clear and getting clarity and getting healing. Okay. Is it coming in the club? I think that everyone in the club should just come as the person they currently are in this (laughs) life. But if you want to dress up as Anne Boleyn, feel free. And if you're down with a ruffled cuff. Oh, I might put my ruffled cuff. Bring it. It's not coming in the club. Afraid not. If you enjoy the show, want to be part of the club, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at selfcareclubpod. And if you like what we do and want to let us know, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? It really, really helps us out. And finally, if you want to give us any suggestions on what you want to try out or let us know what you've tried and what the practices are and how it's helped you, please be sure to send us a message on our socials for a chance to be featured on the show. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.